This is Garden Variety, a horticulture podcast from Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. I'm Charity Nebbe. The trees in your yard may not keep your eyes from stinging when we're inundated with smoke from Canadian wildfires, but trees do improve air quality every day. And the larger and healthier the tree, the greater the benefits. Jeff Isles, professor and chair of the Horticulture Department at Iowa State University, is here today to give us some pointers on keeping our trees healthy during the heat of the summer. Hello, Jeff. Charity, good to be with you. Wonderful to have you here. And I mean, let's take a moment and and talk a little bit about the benefits that trees provide to our living environments every day. I mean, they do improve air quality. They do more than that as well. Yeah, you know, I think we we see them every day and perhaps we take them for granted. Uh, But besides their beauty, and their beauty, of course, is is something that we, we all notice, especially in the spring and fall seasons, but they, they help cool our environment. I mean, imagine these last few days without the benefit of, of shade trees. Uh, and so we, we depend on them to help moderate the environment. Uh, even in the winter, you know, they help block some winds for, for us. But they're very good at, of course, this is their main function, giving off oxygen and sequestering carbon. Um, they use carbon dioxide in photosynthesis. So they help the planet. Uh, there's a thought that we can help mitigate the effects of climate change by planting more trees. There's some debate about that, but uh, what the heck? Why not? Why not try it? They also can intercept particulate matter, which uh, would be of interest uh, in these last few days, as the Canadians send us their smoke. No fault of theirs, of course. But uh, so so trees do all kinds of great things for us. Doesn't always come without a cost. We we often worry when trees get older that we, we have to maintain them more vigorously or remove them, and that can come at, come at a cost. But I'll take the benefits over, over the unintended consequences any day. Well, and, and it's interesting, of course, to observe as we have urban areas like Cedar Rapids, where 70% of the tree canopy was lost in the derecho. I'm sure that people in Cedar Rapids have felt the effects of not having those trees. There's something you can take for granted until they're gone. Right. Well, it, it's a hit both psychologically and environmentally. You know, when you grow up on a street, I grew up at a street in Detroit where we had where it was lined with a with American elm, and we lost them. We used to play touch football on a street. I mean, that's what we did in Detroit. Um, but when those trees were gone, man, it was a, it was a totally different environment. So we we de- we depend on trees, and we miss them when when they're gone. And I'm sure the people in Cedar Rapids uh, are coming to grips with that. That's why they've had such a vigorous tree planting effort. Unfortunately, it takes a long time for those trees to mature and to fill in the holes that were created by the derecho. Well, let's talk about trees that we've planted and keeping them healthy, because the summer can be a a difficult time, especially for newly planted trees. What do we need to be thinking about, Jeff? Well, and hopefully at the front of everyone's mind is proper moisture management, watering. And, you know, it sounds like a no-brainer. I mean, everybody knows plants need water. But I think people forget that even after a tree has been in the ground a couple of years, they still could use a help, a help a pat on the back, a little bit of extra moisture. Uh, it, it, we've had two or three years running of, of pretty dry weather in, in many parts of the state. And so proper proper irrigation is, is important. And also remember, if the tree has been in the ground a couple of years, the root system has grown. Uh, hopefully it has grown almost to the tips of the branches, if not beyond those. 
And so when you're watering, it's important to try to apply water to the entire root system. And that's going to be an expense. Believe me, I, I know that. My wife and I see our water bill go up in the summer uh, because of uh, extra water that we're applying to the ground. Uh, but if you want to limit stress, and that's the name of the game, then we had better be watering. And, of course, you can, you can even out the highs and lows of moisture in the soil by the appropriate use of, uh, of mulch. A, a two- to four-inch layer of mulch spread out to the tips of the branches will do wonders in, in uh, evening out the highs and lows of moisture. So, you know, my, my thoughts often turn to proper water management. And when we get rain, like we're getting today, then we can take a couple of days off. But it, so Charity, the, let's, the let's talk about I, I, time you take off. How often yep. do you think yeah. you need to be watering your trees or, or something that's newly planted or planted in the last few years? Sure. So, there, there, so there's the difference. So newly planted trees, something that was installed this spring, uh, you might have to water anywhere from two to four times a week and maybe more frequently uh, if that tree was just, just put in the ground. It, it, it is the most vexing question to try to answer because there are so many variables involved in knowing how much water to apply. Uh, but remember, that root system is small on a very young tree, and, the tree, and that root system can dry out very quickly. Uh, and, and so watering daily when the temperatures are 90 and the wind is howling might have to be done. Uh, when you get cooler weather and, and some rainfall, then maybe you back that off to two to three times a week. But it, it, is a, it is not an easy question to answer. As the tree matures in the landscape, what about a tree that's been in the ground five years? Is it okay to cut it loose? Well, maybe, but I don't know what, what, the, what that age is when you kick the tree out of the house, um, so to speak. Uh, it, it could be the age of five. It could be seven. Uh, I've got a tree in my parking in the front of my house that, that I still water that is about seven years old, uh, maybe once a month uh, if, if we don't have, have good rain. So it's an inexact science, but there can be no debating the, the importance of, of providing water. So, you know, and, and the caveat, of course, always is, well, don't overdo it. Don't, don't swamp the soil because that will also cause trouble. I'm already entirely certain that I'm underwatering um, trees and shrubs in my yard, Jeff. So, <laughs> but, but what is your preferred watering method? I mean, you talk about watering uh. that entire root system. How do you like to do it? Yeah. So, so all in the, what's in vogue today are, are these watering devices. I'm sure you've seen the, the, the bags. There's all kinds of things in the market. I'll try to avoid using trademarks. But you've seen these things that you fill up and they administer the water slowly through their base. And the idea is that you deliver water slowly, gets to the root system, everybody's happy. Well, the problem is those devices deliver water to a very small area. And so call me old school, call me whatever you'd like this morning, but, but you know, standing there with my hose and delivering the water over the area that I want to deliver it to is, is the best way to go. Now, that, that doesn't fit with everybody's schedule or, or, or I don't know, line of thinking. Um, but I, but I, I, I'm cautious. I caution people about the use of these devices because if you've got a tree that's been in the ground a couple of years, those devices are watering a, a very, very small uh, square footage area. And so I, I don't know if there's any substitute for Mother Nature and or me standing out there at seven o'clock at night with my garden hose. Which can be very soothing, can be an enjoyable thing well, to do, right? <laughs> 
It it is. And and by the way, Aaron and I did drive by your house and you are underwater. <laughs> that it's I believe. So another shocking. another thing that I struggle with, I'm sure many people struggle with this. I have a lot I, I live on a little over two acres. And so I have a lot of trees that are yeah. relatively newly planted that my hose cannot reach. So do you have right. recommendations for how to water trees where you can't stand up there with the hose? Yeah, that, that, that's that's a problem. I mean, uh, I have lugged water in buckets to get to f- the far-reaching areas of the Hort Farm where I sometimes have to water trees. Um, invest in a, one of those four-wheel gators. You know, you drive around with a water tap. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm being, I'm, I'm not, I'm my tongue is firmly in my cheek here, but uh, where there's a will, there's a way. But to simply do nothing is, is to invite problems. And, and I see trees all the time that have been neglected. These last few years are, are great cases and example. If you don't water properly, the root system suffers. And when the root system suffers, the top part of the plant suffers. So if you see dieback and decline in your five-year-old tree, it's not usually not disease, not insect, not your neighbor, uh, but it probably is directly attributable to the lack of moisture. Well, when we drive through an urban area, it's pretty easy to pick out the trees that are stressed out. And we see it even more clearly often later in the summer where we see trees that the leaves start changing color in August, uh, well before they're supposed to. What are some of the other signs that, oh, I'm not doing my job and this tree looks stressed? Yeah, well, some trees just just exude this. Hey, what are you doing? Kind of look, you know. They, 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 <laughs> the they, big puppy dog wilting. eyes. No, no. Yeah, they're they're just they're just saying, hey, hello. Uh, you know, it's hard to describe in words what what the leaves are doing, but they they lose their vibrant green color. They crinkle up sometimes. Sometimes they just fall off the tree, which which sometimes is a good thing. The the good news is charity. If, if you have neglected your trees, uh, they're, they're, and, and if the tree is still viable, you can, you can continue to water them, and they will sometimes put out a second crop of leaves, which is a good sign. Sometimes they'll just go dormant, and they'll wake back up again next spring. So don't give up the ship uh, if, if, you've been, if you haven't been as judicious and with, with, your, with your watering to, the, to this point. You can still salvage the day. But think about it. You, you've invested all that time and money in the tree. Why, why not? Why not water it? And and I know cities are strapped. Uh, I'm not, I'm not condemning cities, but you know if you're going to try to refoliate your town, improve the tree canopy, uh, planting is fine. Set aside money for planting is fine, but but there has to be funds and people assigned to uh, the watering detail. Well, um, that's important. We're, we're nearly out of time, but let's uh, revisit mulch for just a moment because you did mention it briefly that a two to four inch layer of mulch can really help you preserve the moisture. Tell me more about why that's so important. Well, it's a simple thing to do, and it's, it's the last step in planting unless you're staking a tree. But, but you've, hopefully you've created this large site to plant the tree in. And instead of slapping the turf grass back over that planting site, simply coat that area cover it with, with a, a layer of mulch. It conserves on soil moisture. It keeps the weeds down. It keeps the mowers away uh, from creating mechanical damage. And, and it does, over time, uh, inter- introduce organic matter back into the soil. Now, that maybe I'm overstating the importance of that, but, but that is one of the benefits. Maybe the biggest benefit is moisture conservation and keeping mechanical equipment away from the base of the tree. And it makes mowing and, and easier, I, too. Sure, sure it does. And, and, and I like to mulch out to the tips of the branches. 
which creates a rather large area in the landscape. And not everybody likes that look. But remember, what you're trying to do with any newly planted tree is create an environment for root growth. And we know that turf grass competes with roots, competes for water, competes for nutrients. And so why not eliminate turf grass competition? I love turf. Turf belongs in the landscape, but not around my newly planted trees. Jeff Isles, professor and chair of the Horticulture Department at Iowa State University. For more gardening information and tips, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. Find out more at iowapublicradio.org garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Garden Variety is a production of Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension. It's produced by me, Aaron Style, Caitlin Troutman, and the Iowa Public Radio talk show team. For more garden goodness, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. Just go to iowapublicradio.org slash garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. See you next time.